Welcome to Swartz Talking Sports. I'm your host, Les Swartz. Thanks for joining in. Before we start, please hit the subscribe button. We really need your help to get this channel off the ground, so it would be great. Also, we are available via Spotify and Google Podcasts, so be sure to follow Swartz Talking Sports on TikTok and on Instagram. Well, we've got an interesting show for you tonight. Uh, we're stepping a little bit out of our comfort zone. We're talking a little Major League Baseball as we're actually doing the show live right now. There is an, a game being played right now in the seventh inning. We'll get caught up on that in two other games this evening. Uh, we'll touch base on the first game this afternoon, which eliminated the Tampa Rays. We'll talk about that with uh, Benny the Book of the King of Carolina. And we're bringing on a special guest today who's got a little bit of a connection with baseball in his family and played at an iconic high school in Cincinnati, Ohio, at Moeller High School, played football there, but also went to school with some great ball players in both football and baseball. So let's bring everyone on right now. So let's introduce uh, Greg Stofko, a friend of the show. Love to have Greg on from Cincinnati. And also Benny the Book, the King of Carolina. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Love it. All right. Do we got Benny on there? Hey, Les. Yeah, I'm on now. Okay, we got everybody on. That's, again, that's live television, right? Yeah. It happens. So right now, before we even begin, we can let everyone know that the uh, Tampa Rays have lost to the Texas Rangers uh, in two straight games. So it looks like it's going to be Texas against the Orioles in the semifinals, correct? Yes, that's correct, Les. Uh, Texas blew it there. They, they, were, they were looking to win the division, and Houston snuck by them on the last day. So therefore, they didn't get that by, and uh, now they're going to have to face the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Unbelievable team, man! Just just a few years ago, they couldn't they couldn't w- win baseball games, and now 101 wins, unbelievable! Great job by their organization. And in the other game that's going on right now, I do not know what the score is. Maybe you can check that out. The Twins were leading two nothing. Twins are up two to nothing in the bottom of the seventh. Okay, so the Twins win that game. They face the defending champs, the Houston Astros. Right, correct. Okay, want to start off with a little nationally because Greg is a Cincinnati. Greg's the Cincinnati kid, right? He's from the National mm-hmm. League. And before we start, Greg, let's talk a little bit about your connection to Major League Baseball, which runs really family deep. Yes, it does. Um, actually, so. Unfortunately, that was the sport I gave up at Muller High School. That was the sport I played uh, freshman, sophomore year. and decided it was in my best interest to play basketball and football. Figure that one out. But actually, my uncle um, is Buddy Bell. Um, as you guys well know, Buddy Bell was a seven-time Gold Glove winner. Um, David Bell, who is now the uh, manager of the Cincinnati Reds, is my first cousin. David was a year behind me all through school, so we played sports together. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of baseball ties here in Cincinnati. And also Moeller high school where, where you went to school, uh, so many great ball players coming out of there in all sports, but specifically football and baseball, right? Maybe you can let some yeah. of the viewers in on some of the people that came out of Moeller high school that made it big time, you know, in both yeah. sports. So feel like a name dropper, but very proud of our school. Um, grew up all around Moeller High School. I have a 15-year-old a freshman, Andrew Stofko, who is at Moeller. Feel like I'm name dropping, but no, it's it's That's a lot of That's what we do here, Greg. Name drop. That's it. So we've had a lot of folks. I mean, everybody from uh, 
Vince Sylvester uh, that played for the Raiders in football. We had the number one pick um, many moons ago for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, let's think Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin was a Michigan baseball player that ended up obviously is in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buddy Bell, uh, a guy by the name of Ken Griffey Jr. that was two years older than me. Um, uh, played baseball for Cincinnati Moeller. He must have been uh, something in high school to see playing baseball, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, it was it was something really, really special. And again, like, you know, at the time, you don't know it's happening, but you're seeing throws, you're seeing hits, you're, you're seeing things that just don't seem real. Um, but at the time, you just, you really don't believe it's probably the best player ever to play baseball. Um, but yeah, a lot of guys that, that, that have, have come through and it's, it, it attracts people obviously for that reason. Right now, the national league, it looks like, I mean, the clear cut favorites right now, the Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers, they had pretty much run rough shot over the national league this entire year. The Braves have had an incredible season offensively. I mean, they're putting up numbers that are just have never been seen before. Um, They've got the the reigning or the leading uh, MVP candidate, which is Ronald Acuna Jr. We'll jump into that a little bit in the next segment. Uh, They've got a great strikeout pitcher in Strider, even though we struggled a little bit. So I want to get both your guys take on will the Braves, will they just run? Will they just run right through the National League? Do you think there's a chance that maybe the Phillies? who've got a very good team. You know, you've got Bryce Harper, you've got Schwarber who can hit home runs. You've got a couple of good pitchers. Zach Wheeler, you know, is a stopper. Does anybody have a chance to derail either of these two teams? Can the Dodgers ultimately beat Atlanta if they match up? Uh, To tell you the truth, um, they've faced a lot of adversity, the Atlanta Braves. At the beginning of the year, they lost two of their best pitches. Freed, he, he did come back. He was pitching well. I, I think he got hurt again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not even sure if he's on the uh, lineup for the playoffs. Uh, but offensively, I mean, with Acuna and Olsen, uh, uh, unbelievable. I mean, I, I started looking at Olsen's stats. I mean, 54 homers, 137 RBIs. I mean, and and all they do is talk about Acuna. On, you know, I, it's, that's a lot. That's pretty big numbers. <laughs> So uh, I I think I think Atlanta is going to uh, I think they're going to take it I don't th- I don't think uh, well you got Freddie Freeman you got you got Betts well you got Betts the Red Sox boy the Red Sox uh, are missing Mookie Betts right about now yeah it's gonna it's it's gonna be a real good series but I I think I think Atlanta is going to uh, come through Greg do you think do. potentially that the Phillies you know like you know other than them facing off against each other that in the semifinals that any other team has a possibility of knocking them off do you think it can happen and obviously anything can happen I'm a Cincinnati fan so uh, that's the way we work but I honestly agree I I don't know that anybody's gonna uh, the Braves are pretty good. Uh, my money's with the Braves. Yeah, that's what the book thinks. The Braves are definitely going to do that. Um, now let's jump to the American League a little bit, and let's talk about we've already seen Texas. Um, they they just took care of Tampa. They're playing the Orioles. 
Does anybody, I mean, the Orioles are an incredible story, right? You look at them and they've won 101 games. Uh, to your point, Benny, they had four seasons where they didn't win 55 games total, right? So Mike Elias has yeah. done an amazing job, amazing job building that yes. program, right? And building that squad from basically, you know, getting minor leaguers and drafting, right? But the incredible thing about it is not one player on that team is batting north of 277. Not one mm-hmm. player has got 30 plus home runs where the rest of the league has gone home run happy. Okay. How in the world did this team win 101 games? Uh, well, the, uh, the American league this year, they really, really didn't have very, very many strong teams. I mean, the Yankees were down, Red Sox were down. You're talking teams that you normally are up there. I mean, they may not be uh, like like they normally are, but I mean the Yankees, uh, they were horrible this year. I mean they they couldn't beat anybody. Well, Aaron Judge, uh, you know when Aaron Judge gets bitten by the bug injury bug and he doesn't play, that's a massive hole to fill in that yeah. Yankee lineup. Uh, Earlier in the year, Volpe was leading the uh, Yankees with fifty five RBIs. I think this was the beginning of September. The Atlanta Braves had seven players with 55 RBIs or more. So that just shows you the firepower that they have. That, But, uh, yeah, you know, after uh, Texas beat Tampa Bay today, you know, they, they, had, they had a few very good streaks during the year. I mean, they were, they were leading their division most of the year. Mm-hmm. Then they, they fell behind Houston. They, they took the lead back again. And then they just played the last week or so pretty pretty uh pretty badly and they lost out by one game. So they may be a team to watch. You know, they 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 could be they could be the team that could be Baltimore. Well, and good. you never know you never know with Houston. I mean, Verlanda, they have they have they have the pedigree. I mean Alvarez, but you saw what he did last year in the playoffs. Oh, the guy could up. be he could be phenomenal. I mean, yeah. you know. So, you know, baseball is uh, it's, it's game of streaks and somebody could get hot and they could get right to the World Series. My question about Verlander, who's been incredible in his entire career, he's obviously a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. How many innings does he have left in that arm? No, uh, I don't know. He's a pretty hard worker. He's a bulldog. Uh, you know, he. He had Tommy. Did he have Tommy John surgery? Or? He did. Yeah, he did. And he came Tommy back John from that. Surgery. I mean, he just. I think he just pitched uh, last week against against Arizona, a one nothing shutout against them, seven seven strong innings against a team that 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 made the playoffs. You know, so uh, some of these guys, he, he probably has a good another year or two in him. You know. Well, the way I look at it too, you always have Jose Altuve. Who is, who is the constant. He's the one constant from that first world championship. And then obviously they got hit with that, uh, the scandal, which was stealing, sign stealing, I believe. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. And the Red Sox hitting, got hit on that as well. Hitting the garbage can cover. Yeah, hitting the garbage can a few times. Benny, I hit the garbage can a few times, but yeah, that has nothing do. to do with base stealing. Yeah. Right? So, so yeah. 
I think I've hugged the garbage can a few times. You get the, you get the bang in the buckets. Anything's anything's game. You never know in baseball, right? Absolutely, right. you got that right, Greg. So, what what is our going to be our predictions right now? If we're looking at it, it, what we think is going to happen, obviously Minnesota is leading right now. The Twins will face off against the defending champs, Houston. We already have Texas and the Orioles. Do we think the Orioles are going to continue the Cinderella story? I personally think Texas is riding high right now. Corey Seager is an MVP. MVP candidate, right? I mean, he's yes. he won't win it, but he's had a tremendous no. season. He's had a great career. He leads a very potent offense, and, and their bullpen is strong. I mean, Texas is strong in, in the bullpen, and you need a strong bullpen because how many of these pitchers nowadays, and we, I was talking about this with a friend earlier today, pitchers are now asked to go five and six innings. They don't go seven or eight anymore, right? It's really, right. it's really let's get it to the bullpen and let's see what that middle relief will do. And right now, Texas has a good middle relief, and I think that gives them maybe an advantage. Yes. Um, in the American League, I would lean towards Texas. And uh, you know what I've seen from Minnesota the last few days? Uh, they got Sonny Gray. Very had a very good year. He's probably going to be right in the Cy Young sub three ERA this year, two point six seven. Yeah, Derek Coles I think had a two point six four. You have to throw those Yankees in there, Benny. Well, Derek, Derek, I mean, um, he Coles had a great year. That's for a team that for a team that was was horrible. I mean, you know, they threw a lot on him. I mean, it was a. I think you got to watch Minnesota too because they hit you know they hit a lot of home runs this year, Minnesota. Mm They had, a, they had a very good year ba- uh, banging the ball out of the park. So I would I would go Texas, Minnesota, I think. One, two. That's now, who I would pick. The one question I do have, and this is going to sound crazy because I really don't know this answer, is there's been so many changes in baseball in the last couple of years to speed up the game. Obviously, the DH now in the NL, which I really don't like. I think it takes... A lot of the decisions out of the manager, you know, where normally strategy would really be involved and it, you know, Mm -hmm. the double switch, that type of thing that we all grew up with watching and playing, that doesn't happen anymore. Um, the, the, The throw over to first base which you're, you're limited to two throws now. And then the, the base dealer, if he's very good, like an Acuna swiped 70, 70 bases this year. I mean, if he gets on base, whether it's a walk or a single, uh, it's a good chance he's going to end up on second base within a couple of pitches, okay? Yeah. It's basically getting a double. Does that well, work in the playoffs? Do they have only Kindle throw over twice during the play? Does that, like the, the pitch clock with the, with the clock with the pitcher has to yes. throw within a, Is that eligible in yeah. the playoffs? Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, I think I think in the Minnesota game, one of the Minnesota players got an automatic strike. Oh, okay. Must have been standing out of the box for longer than he had to. Um, they 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 did the uh, two uh, pickoffs. They wanted to get the stolen base back into the game. That yeah. disappeared. I mean, these guys, every every guy in the lineup was swinging for home runs. All they wanted to do was hit home runs, and. Uh, Speeding up the baseball, they will, they, you know, games were way too long. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, the Red Sox Yankee games, forget about it. If it was a, it was, if it was a short game, it was three hours and 45 minutes. That was a short game. They, they, they would play for five hours, the, the, the Yankees and the Red Sox. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things about keeping the guy in for three batters once they bring in the reliever. Uh, they seem to be doing a, a, a good job accomplishing what they set out to do major league baseball. And uh, I think it's made it more interesting for the people. They don't have to go sit there for three and a half, four hours that you, you, you'll get bored. You get bored. 
Greg, now I mean, I love, yeah, you know, I agree yeah. with you, Benny. I just think yeah. that, you know, baseball's become it's so long and that's what I think made football really the America's pastime. It's not baseball anymore, it's football. Because you know at one o'clock the game starts, at four o'clock the game's over. You can plan your day around it. It's three hours. And, you know, it, there's not crazy commercials all the time, right? So baseball, it just drags on if there's extra innings. God forbid a game goes to 13 or 14 innings. I mean, you could be sitting there for five or six hours watching a baseball game. And yeah, I don't think I, anybody I, has the time to invest in that anymore. I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you, uh, the one rule I don't like is putting a, the extra inning game, putting the guy on second base. Because it, it's, it's much easier. You, you, you're changing the whole game. A team, a team that can't that can't hit. You're giving them an opportunity to win the game that they probably wouldn't have had if if you didn't put the guy on second base with no outs. You know, I that I don't like. I think I think someday they may go back to the old way, but you know who knows. Greg, are you are more of a traditionalist when it comes to baseball. Do you do you like these new rules to speed it up? Are you more like an old school guy like me who is more of a traditionalist? I absolutely am. I, you know, that's part of the game. That that's that's the foundation of baseball. You know, you look at uh, football as an example right now. I mean, now everything is about uh, what's her name, Taylor Swift. That that is that is changing like the game of football. So, you know, it is entertainment. It's entertainment dollars. These athletes are making multi multi million dollars. It is entertainment dollar, but I'm a traditionalist, you know, especially when it comes to baseball. It's the one thing we have left. Yeah, that is true, and it's it's definitely changing. Uh, what I want to do is, and and we'll we'll get an update, Benny. Do you have any update on the score at all right now with uh, the Twins? Yep, it's uh, bottom of the eighth, two outs. Uh, the Minnesota Twins are still up two nothing. Okay, so Twins are up two nothing. They win this and, one again. They and, play the defending champ, the Houston Astros. That would probably start, I think, Friday or Saturday. Not exactly sure the television talk, schedule with that. Talking about a talking about a, a bullpen. They I watched the game yesterday. The Twins brought this guy in. I think his name was Duran. He threw the ball hundred. He was throwing the ball hundred and four and hundred five miles an hour. And hundred and four miles an yeah, hour. He, he has he has the uh, five fastest pitches in the uh, major leagues this year, 104 and 105 several times. So he comes out yesterday, and his first six pitches he throws to the uh, to the uh, Toronto guys all curveballs. They, they and then he started throwing a 105 mile an hour wow. heater at him. They didn't know what to do. I was going to say I don't know how you catch up to that after facing oh, like 85 mile fast. an hour curveballs. I remember I remember in college facing like my my teammates 95 you know and that was a long time ago that's some guys didn't throw five miles an hour yeah that's bringing heat yes that's bringing that's heat. bringing heat well i want to check out before we before we go to the our first uh, our, our first inning and second inning break i just wanted to check and see if we have any questions today is a live chat again so we're accepting questions if you have comments on the show or anything about baseball or anything uh, uh maybe some questions to our guest about david bell or something like that maybe you can let us know i'm not sure if we have anything yet we have two, I think, questions right now. So I'm going to leave it over to Joni, our amazing chat girl, who's going to ask the questions. And I, I guess it's up to us to answer them. So uh, take it away, Joni. Okay. Well, Tech for Fun asks, any of you guys ever been to Cooperstown for MLB Hall of Fame? Well, I have not been to Cooperstown. Greg, what about you? 
I have not. That's that's a bucket list thing. I would love to go there. Wow. Okay, Benny. I I, I was at Cooperstown when I was a, a, a I think about a nine year old kid. My father took me there. But recently, uh, I was at Cooperstown the week before Derek Jeter's uh, enshrinement. Yeah, the it was the week before. And uh, I played at the golf course there. They have a famous golf course, and uh, it's a it's a really special place. I mean, you know, I I, I always loved the game of baseball. You know, played it played it in college, and uh, really really uh, enjoyed it. It's there's there's so much there. And we today we were talking about a debate a debate about Pete Rose being in the Hall of Fame. And do you? My friend asked me, do you think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame? And one of one of one of the other golfers said, "Absolutely not." And I said, "You know what? What he did on a baseball field, he he was he was one of the best baseball players that ever lived. I mean, what he did on a baseball field, you know, you can't you can't deny that. You know, put put him in there for his records, and don't don't put a don't put his uh, his uh, what do they call it? His uh, how about his, his shortcomings? His, well." I, uh, everybody's different. You know, I'm Benny the book. Well, I, 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 I don't ever think he bet against the Cincinnati Reds. Well, I think he only bet on them. So I think that's fine. And let's talk to yeah. Greg. Greg, obviously a Cincinnati guy, Greg, and you watch Pete Rose play in his prime, you know, with the big red machine and all that. Do you think Pete Rose, you know, Pete Rose should be in the hall of fame? I do. Um, I understand people that disagree with that. I understand that people say, okay, he messed with the integrity of the game. I understand that piece too. Um, I tend to agree. I don't think he would ever in a million years bet against the Cincinnati Reds. I do understand people that look at it and say, well, he maybe played the game a little bit different if he had money on it, but you're never going to see another, another Pete Rose. I mean, you talk about purists in baseball. You talk about a guy with limited ability, limited athleticism. You're never going to ever see that again. Um, right. Charlie so, Hustle, right? That was his nickname. Yeah. So now we yeah. do have we do have one more question uh, before we go to the break. So we're going to have uh, Joni ask that question right now. Actually, it's it's a question about football. So I don't know if we want to switch gears now or not. Well, let's go do for it. Wanna? We okay. can all answer football all questions. Right. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So Douglas Callahar asks, who is the disputed greatest college quarterback of all time? Is it Tim Tebow? Why in the world would he ask that question? The, I have the, no the, idea. The, the greatest college quarterback of all time, certainly, I, well, I don't know. Tebow won a Heisman, right? Uh, well, I, wouldn't, I, I would not vote for Tim Tebow. Uh, best college quarterback of all time. I don't know that I'm qualified to touch that one. You talking about going back by era and era. Yeah, right. I know, I'm yeah, thinking. Certainly would be in the conversation. He would be in the conversation for sure from a mm. from a college he would standpoint. Be, but I'm thinking, wow. uh, oh my goodness, uh, that's that's a really good one. I don't know. Uh, How about your boy Doug Flutie? He was a great college quarterback. He did some great things. Yeah. Won a Heisman Trophy as well uh, at five foot nine. Right, that's pretty amazing. Flutie was great, but there's got to be some other people. Someone's put the heart slapper mm -hmm. hail marys. Oh my God, he's got it right up there. Look at that. He's got it right up Vin there. Vince um, Young. Vince, Vince Young. Okay. I would say, uh, I think Carson Palmer was tremendous, but Vince Young, for what he did at Texas, and in that one game against USC where he single-handedly 
beat the best team in football, yep. it, it, and they were a dynasty. The SC was a dynasty at that time. He basically willed that team to victory, right? So I would say Vince Young was better than Team T. If I had to take two, and also you got to look at Tommy Frazier, what he did in Nebraska. That yeah. 95 team might have been the best, most dominant team in college football history. I'm not a Cornhusker fan, but Frazier ran that option to perfection. He could not be tackled. He made throws when he had to. So I think I would take Tommy Frazier over Tim Tebow. You know, as good Team Tebow was. But uh, thanks, Doug, for that question. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back to talk a little MVP race in both the National and American Leagues with Greg Stofko and Benny the Book after this. Welcome back to Swartz Talking Sports. I'm Les Swartz. Uh, we talked a little baseball. We're going to continue that in second inning. We're going to talk a little MVP races in the National and American League. Thanks for the questions out there, by the way. And if you please can, we've got Joni for one more inning. So any questions or comments about baseball? Evidently, we're talking college football, too. So anything anybody wants to talk about, please be sure to send that in. Joni will ask the questions. We'll do our best to answer those. Remember, please hit that subscribe button we really really need your support and uh we'll answer any questions you have any comments on the show things like that so let's bring in for second inning back uh greg stofko uh, who's nice enough to join us from cincinnati ohio and benny the book the king of carolina and let's look at the mvp races in baseball this year uh benny if there's any update in the score with the twins please let us know and give it to us and we can we can definitely have the twins playing the houston astros but uh let's start with the national league greg i know you're more you know, valuable uh, with the National League. Oh, Greg stepped out a moment, I guess. Uh, that's, again, this is the snafus of live television. So, well, Benny, National League. Uh, everyone's talking. It's Acuna and it's Betts. Acuna and Betts. Uh, who's going to do it? Uh, well, I would I would say Acuna, since he was on the, on the uh, team with the best record. Uh, but I'd also throw Olsen in there. I mean, 54 homers, 137 RBIs for the uh, league-leading Atlanta Braves. You know, I I, I got a feeling it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those two guys. I know that I know that you said he had the 70 stolen bases and the 40 homers. Uh, excellent. They're both excellent fielders, but... Uh, I would go Acuna or Olsen. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you got to figure Acuna with the OPS of uh, 1.012, right? That is like the new matrix for baseball. You know, we grew up, it used to be the triple crown, right? It was average, home runs, and RBI, right? That was, that. was Those were the denominators in baseball. That's how you really valued your players, right? That's, right. you know, you went, did you win a triple crown? Did you get close to a triple crown, right? Now right. it's it's more like that. And then there's all there's other one called war, which I don't even understand. And yeah, it's know, another it's whole matrix with major league baseball. The analytics are over that, the top, okay? Yeah. But the 73 stolen bases, incredible. You know, and like you said, it, it's really gone. It, it's really, it's, it hasn't been so long that, since we had base stealers, right? The Ricky right. Hendersons, the Vince Coleman's, the Tim Raines's, the Ron LaFleur's, the Lou Brock's. These guys were stealing 50, 60, 70, and in some cases, hundreds of bases a year, right? I mean, I think there's only been four players that have stolen over 100 bases a year. Henderson broke the all-time record. He stole 130 one year, which that's one record to, you know, Benny, that's never going to be broken. No yeah. one's going to steal 130 bases in one season. 
uh, I would say it, at, in that part of the game, uh, Ricky Henderson, he was like a home run hitter. I mean, if he, he could get on any way, a walk, a hit, it was a double or a triple. And then he was, he was in scoring position. So, you know, so, uh, it, it, uh, it changed it. It's, it's the game has changed and it looks like they're trying to get back to that. You know, they're trying to get that part of the game back. No well, more, you know, no more hidden runs. It's, 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 you know, that was part, all part of the game. What's well, the long ball now, right? It's all yeah. about, you know, you know, they, they would rather have a player that strikes out three times a game, but if he can hit one dinger and knock in three or right. four runs, look at yeah. Kyle Schwarber. He's barely batting 200. I, I, I don't know what he finished this year, Benny, but it's not much higher than the Mendoza line. Right. But he hit 49 yeah. home runs, right? So he's incredibly yeah. valuable based on the analytics in baseball today. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, Freddie Freeman, you got to throw in there as well. I mean, Freeman's had a really oh, he's good a tr- year. He's, he's a you, tremendous ball player. I mean, you know. Or trem- but 331, you know, he even stole 23 bases, 29 wow. diggers, 102 RBI. Great year. And then they've got Corbin Carroll, who I guess is going to be the rookie of the year at Arizona. Uh, yeah. He had a home run last night, actually. Uh, went right. deep yeah. on. It was the Battle of the Corbins. I, I think the pitcher for <laughs> Milwaukee is Corbin Burns. Uh, Corbin Burns. Burns. He turned Burns around a fastball like and he jerked that out of the park pretty quick. He went mm-hmm. 285 with 25 homers and 76 RBI, and also stole 54 bases. Right. And the I looked up his stats, Ben. He's 5'10 and he's 160 pounds. Oh yeah, he looks like a little kid. It's he looks unbelievable. Like a little kid. I'm like, he does look like a 17 year old kid, but he put up some really, really solid numbers, right, in the National League. So we both think it's going to be Ronald Lacuna in the National League, uh, American League. What do you What do you like in here? I mean, is it is it a two time winner again? Well, I looked at the odds uh, that Vegas has on uh, this gentleman to win the uh, win the trophy, and it was. Minus twenty thousand. I've never seen anything like that. So that's minus a runaway, 20, right? Minus twenty thousand. I mean, you know, you got to, you got to put up twenty thousand dollars to win a dollar. Who who would do that in their right mind? I don't have that kind of money. No, no. But some of the people you know, you do. That's true. That is true. But uh, and we're talking yeah, about Shohei like, Otani from the Angels. Yeah, yeah, it looks like he's everybody's choice. I mean, you know, he he he. He's a freak. I mean, he's uh, it's a once in a lifetime ball play you're seeing. You know, the guy the guy is a, a tremendous pitcher. He'll be in, he'll probably be in the top three in the Cy Young voting, and he's and he's a, he's one of the best hitters in baseball. Well, you look at his measurables: three hundred four batting average. So obviously, he he gets on base. Forty four homers, ninety five RBI, and he had the highest OPS in baseball at at one thousand sixty six. Right, and he missed. 30-plus games because they shut him down with a month ago in the season. I, I think he's right. – now, are they is he going to be having Tommy John surgery? Are they just going to rest it? No, he's going to have surgery. So he's going to have surgery. And he's from what I understand, to... well, he's not happy with the Angels. He wants out of Los Angeles. Yeah, well, maybe we'll get at the Yankees. We'll get I was going to say, so what does that mean? He's going to go to the Yankees? Yeah, we're going to go to the Yankees, sure. I don't, I don't know about that one, but you know, you've got Shohei Otani, you've got Corey Seager, who we mentioned earlier, you know, who put up great numbers with uh, the Rangers 327, mm-hmm. 33 dingers, 96 RBI, another 1.013 OPS. So got on base, slugging percentage. I think that slugging percentage and 
um, on base percentage, correct? Yeah, I so, think so. I'm... Obviously, tremendous stats there. And and another player that I really like, a 22-year-old kid who really, uh, Seattle Road is hot bat, and that's Julio Rodriguez, the center fielder. Yes. And, yes. you know, He's... 32 homers, 103 RBIs. I think this kid is a future stud. He is a future star. Yeah, yes. and they, they just missed, they, they, they just missed they the playoffs by him. game, correct? Yeah, they expect him to be in probably the next, like, Ken Griffey Jr., you know. Ah, uh, that's a tall order. Ken Griffey Jr. I know, but he's he's... He's, he fits the mold. He fits the mold. He's a tremendous center fielder. He hits for power. He hits. He's fast. He's he does everything. So, so who do you like? So who are you picking to win this thing? No, show show your Tani's going to win it. It's, it's there's no doubt about it. Show your Tani. Okay. All right. Well, you know something? I think everyone agrees with you. And I would never take that bet, by the way. That makes no sense to me. No. $20,000 to win $1 I, doesn't I make never, any I sense never seen, me. I've never seen anything like that before. I mean, in 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 any in any sport, betting minus 20000 Yeah, that's, in, that's crazy. That's, that's insane. Crazy. So let's, let's touch a little bit of different bases here. So obviously, we already know who's in the playoffs. We know who's, who's going to get there. Obviously, two big games tonight. Um, you know, and they determine, you know, who's going to be playing the Braves and the Dodgers, right? So we're looking at the Phillies, and if they hold serve tonight, they get Aaron Nola going tonight, right? Uh, oh. Now, not as good as he's been in the past, right? His earned runner average is over four this year, and he's he's really a power pitcher, right? Gets yeah. guys out with a, with a power fastball and a curveball. If they somehow squeak out, I'm telling you, I'm picking. Here's my upset pick, Benny. The Phillies are going to take down the Braves, Okay. I know we get a lot of people on the Braves bandwagon. They've been great all year. Their number one pitcher, Spencer Strider, who's a strikeout guy, right. post-All-Star game, his ERA is up almost a full run. He has not pitched great in the second half of the season. You said it about Freed. Morton is out for the playoffs. He's a he's their top wow. ERA guy. He's out for the yeah. playoffs, right? So I really think that if the Braves win it, they're going to have to win games 8-6, Eight five well, seven four. They're going to have to score more than five or six runs. I think the play, Phillies if they play the Dodgers. Those, those that's what the scores are going to be. If they eight, do play six, the Dodgers, eight, but I don't yeah. think they're going to get past the Phillies. I think the Phillies pitching can hold. I think always, Benny. You know this. You play baseball, right? When you get to the playoffs in the World Series, it, usually pitching good beats. pitching usually beats good hitting, right? Minnesota won two nothing last. They're Fantastic. In, in so Minnesota next, two nothing. So we got the Twins against the Astros, and we have the Rangers and Orioles, so they're all set. But And the, the Brewers scored two in the bottom of the first, and they're still batting. Okay, so and the Brewers are down one game to Arizona. One game, yep. Yeah, That's a, this is a big game for the Brewers, you know. They, they've had, they had a pretty good year. They were, they were riding high there for a while. Uh, Arizona snuck in. Uh, they beat Corbin Burns last night. That was uh, that was a big that they beat that they beat their best pitcher, but he doesn't he doesn't pitch that well against uh, Arizona, the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, you know, I, for some reason Arizona, as you said, they got hot at the end of the year. I uh, really didn't know much about them this year. I mean, they they pretty much flew under the radar until about the last mm -hmm. maybe four or six weeks of the season, right? And they kind of got fire and and they just backed in. I, I would have loved to yeah. see the Reds get in it. Because I would have yeah. loved to have seen Ellie De La Cruz, right? Um, 
what an exciting he, player. I think he's like six foot six or something like that. And he's yeah, he's the yeah. fastest guy in baseball. They talk about the exit velocity off his bat when he hits home runs. First of all, Benny, I gotta tell you, this is what I this is what I love about baseball, right? First of all, you hit a home run. Okay. Then it was about tape measure shots. Then they started measuring home runs by feet. How many feet the ball went, right? right? Now they're yes. talking about yeah. exit velocity. Exit velocity. How, how fast the ball out. gets out of the ballpark. Yeah. Don't you think baseball is overdoing it a little bit? Yeah. Well, all, all different things to promote uh, promote the game and, I don't know, get to uh, – I mean, a home run is a home run. I mean, who cares how fast it gets out? That's, that's the way I think. It only so, counts as so, one run so, if it's a solo, so, right? Some guys hit towering home runs. Other guys, uh, you know, Dave Kingman. I mean, he used Dave to he used to monster shots. You know, he just – he just, they just went, they just kept going and going and going. But, uh, I would have loved to uh, see the Reds get in there. I really would have. I mean, I just think they have a oh, really exciting young team and, and hopefully Greg, I, I, I think, have, I think Greg didn't know he was going to be going on with the second inning, to be honest with you. Would have the, yeah. love to have Greg on in the discussion, but hopefully Greg can, you know, can get us David, you know, David Bell. I'd love to ask some questions about David, about that team coming back, you know, next year. I mean, obviously telling us a little bit about Elliot De La Cruz and some of the other players. He mentioned Joey Votto maybe at the end of his career. He's played a right. long time that, for well, the Reds, right? You know, that, that, that might have hurt the Reds. He got hurt late in the season and, uh, you know, he, he, he's been there. You know, he was one of those guys that been there, and uh, it, that could that could have hurt him because they were they really were riding high. They were they were at the beginning in the first half of the year. They would they would a team. You know, people thought they were going to go places. Yeah, and then uh, they didn't start the second half out as as good as they would like, and then a couple of guys got hurt, and that's what happens. You know, they had a young pitching staff. They may have pitched, uh, you know better at the beginning and then once they go through the through the teams a few times people get to see them they 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 hit them better also staying with baseball ben right you know some someone who i think you know is not going to get credit for being you know one of the greatest managers but i think this guy was one of the best modern day managers that i've ever seen and that's terry francona you know comes to the red sox didn't do well with the Phillies. Really didn't have a lot of talent to work with in Philadelphia. Got a second chance with the Red Sox. And, you know, my God, it's historic, right? The Red Sox hadn't won in 86 years. Not only wins it once, but wins it twice. Wins it again in 2007. You know, manages the greatest comeback. And I think in sports history, I know it pains you what the mm-hmm. Red Sox did. But down to your last strike and your last out against the best, yep. maybe the best reliever of all time. And you come yep. back and win four straight. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, that was that was uh, unbelievable. Great, great baseball person. Great individual. Uh, I understand that he's the reason he's probably leaving now is I think he has some health problems, but, uh, you know, it's really, it's really, uh, sad to see him go. I mean, cause I still think he had, he has some managerial, uh, baseball knowledge that he could, they could still help. Yeah. Tito you was know, great. Cle- he was great. Cle- he, Cleveland he, he, he Indians. It's really well for the Indians too. I mean, Indians, he really turned them around. I mean, did. they were, they were, they were a force. They were a force. They were, you know, they weren't to be taken lightly this year. They, they uh, they they were they were there, you know, but uh, they just couldn't, you know, get that that one big streak to get in there. 
And, uh, well, going to hate to see him go. Yeah, well, like I was going to say, I really uh, will miss Terry. I know the Indians will. I know the Red Sox fans, incredibly fond. I'll tell you one thing. I wish, as, as much as Alex Cora has been a pretty solid manager for the Sox, I would love to have Francona be on uh, in the dugout. I really would. I think it would be it yeah. would be great. And I, I think both the Red Sox and Indians will honor him next year, especially the sure. Red Sox for what he did with that franchise in getting them. You know, the Red Sox always were known as the team that you know would always come in second, crushing defeats. You know, the year before with Grady Little and Aaron Blip and Boone and the whole fiasco. <laughs> and, and and speaking about that, you know, we lose uh, Tim Wakefield this weekend. Who was really? Uh, yeah, Tim Wakefield passed away this oh, weekend to brain cancer, that. and uh, oh. what a what a what a great pitcher for so many years with uh, with the Red Sox, knuckleballer, um, you know, really really instrumental in eating up innings uh, for the yeah, Sox, was, right, and saving the bullpen. He was, now he, he gave up a, that home run to uh, to Aaron Boone, did he not? Yeah. He gave up the homer, but that's okay. Redeemed himself in 04 and 07, so, uh, so that's, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, Red Sox fans are going to miss Tim Wakefield on that. But yeah. uh, I just wanted to check before we go in. I know we're going to switch bases again. We're going to go to third inning, and we're going to look at some of your picks and you know coming up this week. I know you had a tough one last week, Benny, right? Yes, it's like it a was very, very, you're going very high, tough. You're going low, right? Well, uh, you know, you, you, some things happen that, like uh, – if it was any other quarterback in the NFL, I would have won that Kansas City game. But he's very smart, intelligent football player. He did the right thing. He and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that about that exact play. But before yeah. we go, I want to, first of all, get a couple questions. We might have questions or comments. Let's ask uh, Joni, our amazing chat girl. Uh, who do we got up, Joni? All right. Well, we have two questions, two actually. Questions. Yes, from a listener, Tech for Fun, who asks, what do you think the odds of a player getting to the MLB from a farm team? What are the odds? What are the odds? Well, I mean, there's so many rounds. That's the one thing about Major League Baseball, Benny, right, is there's so many rounds in a draft, right? You know, mm -hmm. I, I think uh, basketball is now two. Football is seven. Um, hockey is is not a lot of rounds. They've cut that back. Bas baseball still has 20 and 30 rounds. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, so, they, they they, uh, baseball, you, it, it takes a little longer to develop. I think, mm -hmm. you know, a basketball player is a basketball. You, know, you look at a basketball player, uh, scouts could see something in a guy and that's why they have double a triple a single, you know, it's, it's, you know, you could develop. You see, you see it very, every once in a while, a guy will be in the majors for eight years. Then he finally gets his shot. You know, a uh, little longer development. Uh, the odds, odds are pretty, uh, pretty rare that uh, I, I would say thirty uh, percent, maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah, interesting, it's, Benny. It's that, like so, know, like so hard. I mean, there's so many minor league clubs. Right, there are. I there's mean, so many minor league. There's so many players, right? And it's obviously yeah. nine positions, you know, out there and things like that. You got pitchers, which are very different from an everyday player. And and from where where we live right now, right at South Brunswick High School, this past year, Walker Jenkins, a tremendous high school ball player, local, went fifth overall to the Minnesota Twins. Spurned, uh, right. he had a full boat to go to North Carolina, play for the Tar Heels. So he is now with the Twins organization. So, uh, which I'm curious. 
curious. I want. I definitely want to track his progress, and uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. we can get Walker Jenkins on the show next year, right? Uh, in I'm sure a we successful can. Yes. League career. All right. Well, yeah. thanks for that question. Let's go to number two, uh, Joni. Who do we got? Okay. Um, Tech for Fun again asks, "Do you guys participate in fantasy sports?" I do not do any fantasy sports. I did once. Uh, it's it's difficult. You have to manage your teams like a real GM. You have to be on these things. Benny, do you do any fantasy sports? No, no fantasy sports. Uh, we, 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 in our hometown many years ago, we did fantasy baseball with, with about maybe tw- a dozen guys, a dozen of our friends. And uh, one of our friends made up all the rules and uh, I remember it. I remember it. It's funny. They, it was when the Detroit Tigers with Willie Hernandez won the 24 games in a row. I remember and that. 84? We, uh, yeah, I think it was 84. Yep. And um, the way he wrote out the points, like if you had a guy that was on the on the winning team, you got points. And, you know, hitting home runs, you got points. But what I did is I read the rules and I said, you know what? It's going to be hard to score. I took I took like all the guys that were on the Detroit Tigers, even ones that didn't play, because I ended up getting points for them, and I ended up winning the league. And and then all my friends got mad at me. I said I just followed the rules. I said you know like you got points if your player was on a playoff team. So I I took all the Tigers. They they won all them games this year, that year, and uh, I ended up winning them. And uh, some of my friends weren't too happy. I mean, everyone, you know something, Benny, fantasy sports have become so incredibly popular. I think that's one of the reasons of the popularity of the NFL, right? I mean, obviously betting on the lines, right? And you know all about that. But it's really brought in everyone into football. Nowadays, you go to a bar on a Sunday, right? And, and people are like, well, who's winning the game? I don't care uh, if the Bears are winning or losing. What's Fields doing? Yeah, uh, right. What's, what's this my player guy doing? What's my guy doing? Did he exactly. catch the I, I just want to know, did my guy catch the touchdown pass? Did my guy run for the touchdown? I don't care. I don't care that the Bears are winning. Did my guy Did my guy do something? And there, there are, it, is, it has become very, very popular. I mean, there's, there's TV shows that, you know, they, these guys tell you who dropped this guy, if you have that guy. I mean, you know, it's, it's really popular, but. Actually, you know, there's a, a lot of work. You know, it's funny. Work. I actually am in a pro football. I am in a fantasy league. I forgot I did, and I drafted it. I did an auto draft. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's I am correct. in a fantasy yeah. league. So yeah, well, we you, we went out that night, and you said, "Oh, I put it on auto." I did auto. That's right. And I have Justin Herbert as my quarterback, so he's got a broken finger, unfortunately. That doesn't affect his throwing this week. No, um, he played. He played with it. He banded this shit all up. He, he looked. You know, he looked fine. That's gonna be sure my next. After. That's gonna be my next jersey right there, Justin Herbert. It's gonna. Justin it's Herbert. coming up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Joni's not gonna be happy with that, but we're getting Justin Herbert up there. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> but uh, so, well, thank you for the questions. We really appreciate it. Obviously, we'd love to get more questions, comments. I know uh, tonight's show was kind of thrown together a little bit. Baseball. There's baseball going on right now as we speak. The games are being played. A lot of people might be watching that. But we'll obviously uh, recap the games next week and things like that. But we're gonna be back for third inning with Benny. We're gonna talk about uh, some of the upcoming picks in college football, in pro football, and we're also gonna review last week's Ryder Cup because it was very interesting. Our guest Lance Seymour nailed it and Benny almost nailed it point for point. So we're going to be back after a word from this sponsor. 
Welcome back to Swartz Talking Sports. I'm Les Swartz, joined by Benny the Book, the King of Carolina. Benny's been with us all show today. We had Greg Stofko. Want to again appreciate Greg for coming on at such short notice, talking a little baseball and rolling down memory lane. Of course, Greg's got some interesting family history. Buddy Bell. Great third baseman with the Indians and Reds, seven-time gold glover. His cousin David manages the Reds, went to Moeller High School. Evidently, uh, Benny, before the show, he was talking about his relationship with Jerry Faust. He's very yes. close with Jerry Faust as well. We should, we, we should, yeah. uh, I wish we had him on for another segment. Uh, iconic high school football coach that, uh, unfortunately, he went to my uh, Notre Dame and uh, – Coaching college football, especially at Notre Dame, is a little different than coaching the high school. And uh, he didn't do as, I think, as well as he expected. But iconic, iconic high school coach. Yeah, I mean, when, when Notre Dame was thrilled to get him. And, uh, you know, it just well, it doesn't work Dame, out. Right? He yeah. was like such a Notre Dame fan. Yeah. So, but... Well, I, well, next time we have Greg on, we'll definitely talk a little Jerry Faust. But let's yeah. go to the picks, Ben. Let's go to – well, first of all, before we go to the picks, let's just review real quick the Ryder Cup. Uh, we all agreed – well, I did, and I said the U.S. so we'd win you because picked, I was a homer and I wanted the U.S. Yeah, to win. Yeah, because you picked with your heart instead of your you brain. Do. You don't you know. Lance nailed it. Lance said, you know, those last two picks could have been head scratchers. He did not like the, the pick of Ricky Fowler. And ultimately, it was Fowler's match that gave Europe the cup, right? He drives right. the ball into the water. And the one thing I don't understand, Benny, maybe you can explain it to me. I understand good sportsmanship. But you concede a three-foot putt for the Ryder Cup when Robert McIntyre missed a two-and-a-half-footer earlier. I mean, at least make him earn the cup. Why would you concede it? Oh, I don't know. That's a head-scratcher. But uh, I, it, it, it didn't, right from the beginning, it didn't go well for the USA. And, and they fell behind the eight ball, and they just, they tried that last, the last, uh, I think it was four ball, the last uh, day to come back. But... I mean, they had to they had to win nine out of twelve single matches yeah, to, to win the cup. It was it they weren't and they weren't beating Hovland and and McElroy and you know I told you guy like Fitzpatrick they they had a lot of they had a lot of really good golfers that you know they 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 love that they love that and uh, Hovland though I mean I mean you want to talk about a guy that's on his game right Benny oh, Victor Hovland right now I know Scotty Scheffler is the number one golfer in the world that's by ranking only right now the number one right. golfer in the world is Victor Hovland Victor Hovland yes and uh, yeah, you know I, I, don't, I don't even think Rory played that good but it was good enough I mean you know they um, the Americans I think Max Homer probably was the best American Homer golfer. Homer and Cantlay, I think, were the yeah. best American golfers. Yeah. And they, they both played together and they won and they and they won. I think they uh I think they both won their single matches. But yeah, they won their singles they were, in, in they um, were too they were too far. They fell right right from the beginning. It fell over. Four nothing after the first morning of alternate shot, which Lance said the Europeans set it up that way, right? And to, right. to their advantage. And they're like basically unbeatable in alternate shot. I don't know why the US cannot play that format, but mm -hmm. it's gotta be it's something that the Europeans are incredibly comfortable with, right? I mean, they're right. just yes. they're very comfortable with it. Well, you almost picked a score too, Benny. You had it what did you have? Sixteen and a half to eleven and a half or something? 
Yeah. I, you, were, I, you were pretty close. I was pretty close. I thought that I, I said they were going to win decisively. It was, Lance, Lance thought that they were going to uh, pull it out on the last day, on the last few hole, on the, on the 18th hole in particular. And and the 18th hole was a, was a big uh, turning point in a lot was. of matches. I mean, Rom did it like back to back days. He made spectacular. He chipped in, I think, uh, for an eagle on, on the uh, one day that uh, they dominated. And you know, it was a par five, and uh, a lot of things could happen on a reachable par five. And they definitely played into Europe, that's for sure. Well, let's yeah. get to the pick segment. I know last week, I know two weeks ago, you were riding high, my man. You were seven and one. You were yeah. killing it. Well, we we hit a little bit of a roadblock uh, last week, but that's that's okay, right? This is what yeah. happens when you pick games, okay? That's right. Um, you know, in all fairness, again, it's difficult. You pick games early in the week. You know, you had Cleveland last week. You probably would not have picked them if Deshaun Watson was no, quarterbacking. They sat I knew their quarterback was for the rookie Dorian uh, uh, Dorian right. Thompson or, yeah. or something played. Yeah, did not exactly you know light up light up the uh, light it up last week. But listen, this is a new week. The slate's clean. Let's look at your, okay. uh, you pick four games in college and you also have a bonus pick as well. So let's All look right. at your four games starting with Arizona and the Southern California Trojans. All right. In this game, I went with the Arizona. Uh, USC, they're a scoring machine. Caleb Williams did it again. He had six touchdowns. But I, I, I would say that their defense is surrendering 28-plus points per game. How does that guy have a – listen, we don't advocate letting anybody go, right? Nobody wants to get fired, right? But Alex Grinch is just – I don't know what schemes he's running there. They have talent at SC if you you believe the four-star and five-star. They can't stop anybody, USC. they, They almost blew the game against Colorado. And they, mean, were they were up thirty four seven or thirty five seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. They 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 were they were up twenty eight points, and they they had to recover the onside kick. Otherwise, they would have had a shot at tying the game. So SC's and, favored uh, by twenty one and a half. Now Arizona and a half. last week That's, was a twenty and a half point underdog and covered against Washington. The Huskies came right. in high flying, and they they lost the game twenty four seventeen. But you know they did not get blown out by Washington. They kept Penix Jr. out of the end zone, which no right. one's done this year. Yeah. So you figure if you're gonna if they're gonna put 25, 24 plus points on the board, should be pretty good with twenty one and a half. So. Uh, you know, so like I always told you, it's a little different playing at home mm-hmm. as as playing on the road. But with 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 the d- defense that uh, USC has, twenty one and a half points is a lot of points. All right, so, so we like the Wildcats like Arizona to cover next game. Another Wildcats. We got the Kentucky yeah, Wildcats right. against the number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs. Yes. Uh, they have some. They have a tremendous running game. Their quarterback. They expected a lot of things from. He hasn't quite played up to his capabilities. This is Devin Leary, the transfer from NC State. We're talking about at Kentucky. And uh, Georgia, they've been winning, but they haven't been dominating defensively like they normally do. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna think that this is gonna be a pretty close game. And I'm going to take the 14 and a half points with with uh, Kentucky against the number one team. They're uh, 
they got other games they they might be looking ahead to, you know, down the road. But uh, my man, my man played pretty well last. My my Heisman hopeful there played pretty well last week. Benny, I have and to I, tell you, I, I think I think I'm starting to agree with you, right? He's not going to win the Heisman because no. he's not going to get the touches. But I think he's probably the best football player in America right now in college. He, is Brock Bowers the tight end at Georgia? Yes. He looks he's, like the closest uh, thing to Rob Ronkowski that I've seen in years. Mm-hmm. He's he's a uh, he's you know you know his running capabilities after he catches the ball is is what's so. I mean, he's a big, strong, powerful guy, right? But he, but he, 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 he runs after afterwards like he's a wide receiver, you know, and uh, he had a really, really good game last week, and uh, hopefully he won't be running around on Kentucky's defense. I don't know. I, I, I think Kentucky's defense is okay, but uh, you never know. So well, well, they we're blasted take Florida three. last week. Kentucky did. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna take the, we're gonna take the points with okay, the we're gonna take Wildcats. The all right, well, the, you know, we're sticking with, you know, a, the, the, a Cats team. Now we have the Battle of the Tigers, which is the Mizzou Tigers undefeated right now, right? right. I mean, uh, yep. they're playing incredibly well. Elliot Drinkwitz, uh, who came over from App State to Missouri, has really turned that program around. They've got a quarterback that is not being mentioned in the Heisman race, but if he has a big game against LSU this week, Brady Cook, he could elevate himself into talk. Now, LSU, I, I don't know what what's going on with Brian Kelly's defense, but they're, I think their pass defense is 118th. Their rush defense is 111th. It's, it's atrocious right now. It is not up to LSU standard. And you right. like the Tigers to cover easily in this game. I, li- I like Missouri. I, 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 I seriously think this is another one of those games where you're getting six and a half points. They might win. The, they, they, they got a good shot at winning the game outright. Mm-hmm. LSU, they, they, they look, they look lost. I mean, I I watched them against Miss. It was like going back and forth. It was like a ping pong match, yeah. and and they they couldn't. They they had they had a nineteen. Uh, I think it was yeah. They had a nineteen point lead. Oh no no, it was forty nine forty, and late late in the fourth quarter, and they couldn't stop Mississippi. They just were like it was like nobody was there. So I'm going to take the plus six and a half with Missouri Tigers at home. I'll tell you, Benny, in that game, I watched that game. You and I were talking about it during the game. Jalen Daniels is playing outstanding football for the for the LSU Tigers, right? He's right. he's throwing, he's running, he's got great wide receivers. He's got a couple of real gems that I think will be in the NFL. But I just I can't figure that defense out. You know, Harold Perkins was was lauded as like the best linebacker coming back. Um, you and I had discussions in the first week where they maybe put him in a bad position in inside, position, right? and yeah. and he just seems to kind of lost his way. Listen, if they lose this game, it. I think yeah, don't be shocked if you see him enter the transfer portal for his last year in college because he's going to go pro after his junior year because he played as a true freshman. It wouldn't be shocked if he jumps to an I Alabama or or Colorado or somebody like that. I think he got hurt last week. Did he really? I think so. Okay. Yeah. During the game, during late late in the second half, I think uh, you know one of the things where he was going towards the uh, where the guy was being tackled. And somebody came flying by and hit him in his leg. He's not know. ruled out for this game, so I, I'm, I'm hoping he plays. Okay, all right. Uh, but, maybe... but you like Mizzou getting the six and a half against LSU yeah, plus the six and a half. And then is this the uh, TC special? Are we going to just keep yeah, calling this the TC? Yeah, special? I got. You know, I got to give him a little love. I mean, all you right. know, they 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 really 
beat a powerhouse last week. I mean, you know, they what what Wagner? What Sea Wolves? Is that is that? <laughs> I don't what, know. They what, were, but Rutgers ran roughshod over them, didn't they? I I played I played against Wagner in college when I I played baseball at Wagner, but I didn't know they they. They had a football they had team. Even a football team. I didn't know they had a football well, team. I don't think they did either because uh, Rutgers mm. pretty much ran rough shot. But I watched. Uh, you know, I I picked Rutgers uh, against Michigan, and it was a it was a fourteen seven at halftime, and then they just uh, that that crazy play, and they fell behind, and they just couldn't catch up. So Wisconsin is not an offensive juggernaut. So I think Shiano could uh, pull out a defensive scheme to slow them guys down. And maybe this kid who seemed like he had a little potential, you know, he threw, he threw, he threw some good passes. He missed some, some balls that the guys were wide open. I, I think they could score enough points. All right. So you're liking the Rutgers Scarlet the Knights. Out. Scarlet uh, Knights. Getting two touchdowns Four, against 14 it, points in the lines what 14 this the line gone up now 14 and a half no no the line the line has gone down the line's gone from down 14 okay. to 13 but we got it and at 14 same, yeah same thing same thing in the uh missouri tiger game the line was six and a half when we made our picks and i just looked at the uh ticker here and it's down to five wow. so okay I, right. I I think we're going to be on the right side in that game. All right. And now you have a bonus pick. You picked it last week and nailed it. Air Force absolutely destroyed San Diego State. You know, I've got to tell you, I watched that game. Air Force, probably the better of all three of the service academies this year. Yes. But yeah. it's looking at a collision between Air Force and Fresno State in a couple of weeks. And they're both undefeated. And if one of those teams does go undefeated, I think they'll be the highest of the non-Power Fives, and they're going to go to New mm-hmm. Year's Day Bowl. If one of yes. those teams goes undefeated, I believe they will be ranked the highest. I'm sure they, yeah. That sounds, sounds, sounds right. So, okay, you're looking at the right, Washington bonus- State Cougars. At UCLA my... as underdogs again, they're be- Benny. I think they're being disrespected. Disrespected, as yeah. is Cameron Ward, and I think that th- he's making this personal this week. I really do. Yep. Uh, I think I think Washington State plus the three and a half points against against uh, their 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 defense. They have a pressure defense. They have two very good defensive ends that put a lot of pressure, and that's what that's what UCLA had the problem with. Uh, when they played Utah, the the kid the kid was getting killed. I mean, he looked he looked very good, but he he was under pressure the whole time. That uh, they got the ball back, and like we said, they went from the twenty two yard line back to the goal line in three plays, three sacks. So uh, I Washington State, Ward, excellent quarterback, running backs, plus three and a half. I like Washington You're State. taking the Cougs. I like that pick. And I got to tell you, if, if Ward has a great game against UCLA and puts up stats uh, comparable to what he's been doing this year, I mean, listen, he lit up Oregon State, and that is a very, very solid defense, okay? Yes. Not only in the Pac-12, but nationally. He lit them up. I'm telling you right now, he lights up UCLA like that. He's got to jump in the top five of the Heisman talk. He has right. to. Well, I there are uh, the t- Bowers is like number 15 or 16 in the Heisman voting right now. Mm-hmm. And every player ahead of him is a quarterback. So it's it's like a, it's like a quarterback. Uh, it's an award. Trophy. It's a quarterback award, a, right? A quarterback award. And they have their own quarterback award anyway. 
Right. They get the Davy. They have two of them. They have the Davy yeah, O'Brien right. and the Johnny Anitis. Right. So I mean, uh, you, you got to give it to the to the best football player, whether it be a defensive player or a, a tight end, a wide receiver. You know, if you have a wide receiver that plays uh, plays uh, returns kicks and returns kicks like uh, the best in the country, you got to you got to put them up there. But that's not the way they've been doing it lately. So. All right, so let's I'll recap real quick. You like Arizona, Kentucky, Missouri, and Rutgers all getting points. And actually, you like all underdogs this week. Washington yes, five, State getting five, three and a half. Five underdogs, and I'm usually not a dog. I usually don't balk a lot, but I, I'm looking at these games, and uh, I think, you know, every every year there's a week in college football that things get turned upside down, mm-hmm. upsets, and – it, 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 it seems to happen on the same week. So I think you got you got you got Ohio State and Maryland playing each other, two undefeated teams. And you also have Oklahoma and Texas, two undefeated teams. That's the teams big one. I wanted to other. get your pick on that because that's the Red River rivalry. They're both undefeated. My opinion, if Texas takes care of Oklahoma this week, they are going undefeated and they're going to the playoffs. I don't see a Big 12 team out there that is going to challenge them. I think these are by far the two best teams in the Big 12. Yes, without without a doubt. Um you know what? I'm I'm leaning towards Oklahoma in that game plus the six and a half points. Okay. They got they got they got a quarterback, Gabriel, that's highly ranked. He's he he's good he's if if he plays good against yours He'll be right in the Heisman. Right. He'll catapult talk. himself into discussion, yeah. no doubt. Right if he has a big game the and they upset Texas, you know, he, he, yeah, you've got to put him up there, right? You have to. Yeah. Um, he's, he, he's, he's a quality quarterback. So that's a, that's a big Heisman game right there. So, so far, you, you was, you was, has had a lot of spotlight games yes. this year. And he has, he has produced. He's come but, through. Uh, like I, I told you, a lot yeah. of people were saying Arch Manning is going to jump in. I'm like, nope. No. If yours, if yours is playing good football, not turning it over, and Texas is winning, Sark is going to stay with them. So, yep. all right, let's jump to the pros. And you know, the pros are. You want to talk about a head scratching league, Benny? Top, topsy turvy. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you, you know, got Miami it, puts up seventy against Denver. Then mm-hmm. they get shellacked at Buffalo. Yes. Buffalo the week before destroys the commanders in Washington sacks Howell nine times and mm-hmm. then the commanders come back and almost upset the Eagles that takes them to overtime yeah. it's almost like it makes no sense week to week right and yeah it does it and 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 with the spreads included like uh, let's mention the game the Kansas City Chiefs they're up 17 nothing on the Jets game over what happens? The Jets hit to set Mahomes a couple times. The kid, the kid, the kid did play very well. Zach I mean, Wilson. you know, he he did, he did, he did look very. He looked much better than he did. They like they let the reins loose on him a little bit, and they told him just get the ball, get rid of the ball. And uh, if anybody watched the end of the game, Mahomes was running for a touchdown. He knew he got the first down at the three yard line, and instead of most court, most runners would run into the end zone. They kick off to the other team, so they would have been they would have been up ten. Right. He slid at the he slid at the one, and he ran the clock out. If he would have ran in for the touchdown, you know, you never know what could happen. They'd have had to kick off. If the Jets score a touchdown or kick a field goal and recover an onside kick, 
they could tie the game. Mm -hmm. But with him being as smart as he is, he slid, game over. Well, that's what you said. I mean, you know, not only does he have the physical attributes, Mahomes, but he's a very cerebral player as well. I mean, he understands the game. He's a very situationally sound quarterback. Right. He, he yes. knows what's going on at all times. He usually does. He, he had a couple of throws that you'd like to take back and he's not putting up eye popping numbers this year. No. Um, that's, you know, I think well, him and Kelsey are, I, I think Kelsey's a little bit drunk from this whole yeah. Taylor Swift thing. I mean, the whole internet's blowing up about this, yeah. you know, Taylor Swift, this and Taylor Swift that, I mean, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this thing even real or is this just to gain, you know, uh, publicity? I, I don't know what it is. Uh, no, I, don't, I think she's got enough publicity. She doesn't need any more. She just... Uh, I think the NFL needs it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it is good for the NFL. I told you his jersey sales went crazy because all these Swifties are buying his jersey. All the Swifties. Went, I went, love it. Went, went ahead of the Mahomes. Well let's, well, let's get to the pro picks right now. So your first game, you've got the Detroit Lions leading the NFC North against the Carolina Panthers. Who do you like? Okay. In this game, Detroit. Minus the nine. Carolina, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. Young, he's not being protected. Their offensive line is not that good. The Lions, they're for real. They 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 were, they turned the corner last year. They had a little misstep at when Seattle came into Detroit, but they're three and one. You know, they're for real. They got a defense. Campbell's got them really playing hard. They should win this game by double digits easily. All right. So you're liking the Lions, uh, you know, given nine. Next game, you get the Miami Dolphins in the oh, your New York Giants, which right now okay. are a hot mess. If, if if Miami doesn't win this game by 30 points, there should be an investigation. <laughs> the the Giants, they cannot protect Daniel Jones that, against any defense. The guy, the guy. I, I, you know, I don't think he had, he had, he had good, uh, pretty good numbers last week, but he got sacked 10 times. He's on a pace to get sacked 96 times. They, they, the record is 73. And I, th- I think it was Derek Carr or one of, one of the cars who played for the Texans his first year when that he was, came uh, out. I think that was David Carr. Yeah. David, David Carr. Yeah. He, he got sacked. They, they, they ruined that guy's career. Yeah. I mean, he he was he, he couldn't he couldn't have been worth anything after he got beat up so bad. So Miami, after losing the way they lost, they're going to want to put a big number up. And the Giants' defense is they don't tackle. You know, they they like you said they're they're a hot mess. They're just you know a Saquon. You know, without Saquon. There's no, there's no pressure being taken off Daniel Jones. There's, you know, every, every, every good quarterback needs someone to, you know, watch. You know, the defense has to watch some other guy. Mm-hmm. They don't have to watch anybody. There's nobody. There's no wide receivers that are scared that scare you on the Giants. You know, and uh, I just, I, they're gonna, they're gonna score. They might score fifty points. I'll say one so, thing. You know, I think the Dolphins are going to be a little upset after last week where they really got crushed by Buffalo, and I think they want to bounce back. And I think right. they're going to make a statement against the Giants, unfortunately, for yeah. the Giant fans. Uh, you're right. You know. The Giants' offensive lines is a mess. They have injuries along the line. And I feel bad for Jones. You know, you look at the 
the, you know, the, the national media and everyone's blasting the kid. He, he had the one bad pick that was a very, very bad decision that he threw inside the 20 that got yeah. returned by Witherspoon for a 97-yard touchdown. But 27 for 34 after being sacked 10 times and running for your life, uh, even, the, even a lot of the throws were checkdowns. What do you expect the yeah. guy to do? He doesn't have more than three seconds to throw a football. Right. Yeah, he's his when 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 he's dropped when he's when he's receiving the ball, you know, he's he's usually it's shotgun. Right. He's probably thinking, where am I going to run? Not not who am I going to throw it to, or where where is the pressure going to be coming from? Who's gonna who's gonna let that guy go by? Yeah. And they they had three. Well, the tackle was out before the game, and they I think they lost two other linemen during the game. So three yeah. of them. Three of the linemen were out. Yeah, and, you know, between the Jets and the Giants, Benny, things do not look good football-wise in New York. Uh, no. I would say the state, but Buffalo is still in the state of New York, so they're right. doing okay. Let's go to the third game, and this is uh, this is going to be a high-profile game. I think this is going to be the marquee game of the week. Yes, could be the marquee game of the season, depending on uh, how how Dallas comes out of this. But um, San Francisco's riding high right now. They got, they got it. They got, they got the offense. They got the defense. They got the running game. They got the passing game. Uh, third best defense in the NFL right now. Uh, Dallas, big blow when they lost uh, that the defensive back. Very big blow. Um, we're going to see how Dak does. I mean, if I could be wrong in this game, if Dak plays good, it could be a close game, but. I think the 49, they're, they're destroying everybody. And uh, I think that, I think they're at full strength. Ayuk's back, you know, I, they just have too many weapons. I, I think that, I think they're the Super Bowl favorite. Right now, if they don't have injuries, Benny, and I think there's a couple of players on that 49er team that cannot afford to go down. One of them being Christian McCafferty, who's off to an amazing start for the Niners, right? I think he had four touchdowns last week. Uh, If you had to say at the quarter poll, well, used to be the quarter poll because of 17 games, but I would say he's your leading guy for MVP right now. Leading candidate for Uh, MVP. Brock Purdy, all he does is complete passes he was 20 for 21 last week he's not going to light it up he's not going to throw for 450 and five touchdowns he's not a Mahomes he's not a Herbert he's not that type of a player right but what he is he doesn't make mistakes okay if you keep him healthy they're going to be in every ball game of course yes if he if he makes no mistakes with that defense that they have teams aren't going to drive against them Right. They're not gonna. They're not gonna go on seventy-five yard drives, eighty-yard drives. It's 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 when it's when you turn it over that offenses get the short field. And then they don't have to go so far against that defense. They go get eighty yards against that defense. Most likely, they're gonna make a mistake, and San Francisco is gonna get the ball back. And McCaffrey, unbelievable athlete. You know, I I watched him at Stanford. You know, he. He's he's such a tough runner inside. I mean, he, is. he runs better inside than he does outside a lot of times. And he's not built he, like a Derrick Henry a, or somebody no, like he's that. Not, he's not a big guy. Right. He just he gets through the hole, quick acceleration, and once he gets past the first wave, he's he's gone. So you like the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers. Favored by four over floor. the Cowboys. And let's go to your last game, which you're picking this game. Honestly, Benny, if I'm watching this game, I might hit the snooze button. 
Uh, I'm going to take the New York Jets just because I think Denver stinks. They Denver. <laughs> Let's be honest, Benny. What do you think about Denver? I think they stink. And <laughs> with the Jet defense, I think they're going to give Wilson a lot of problems. And they're 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 kind of in the same situation as the Giants because they they won that miracle game the week before against Chicago. Mm. They were get they were getting trounced. They were getting trounced by the Chicago Bears with trouncing Denver. So what I saw of the kid, if he just hands the ball off, their defense their defense is horrible. So the Jets should be able to run the ball. They'll take the pressure off the kid. Then he'll be able to play action pass. He'll be able to hit the wide receivers. Well, Benny, let so, me just tell you, if Zach Wilson is going to, you know, make the next step, right, and really be a productive quarterback, there's no better defense to do it against than against the Denver, Denver Broncos. Broncos. Denver Broncos. That's for sure. That is for sure. All so right. I like I like I like them plus two. I think the line's going down to one and a half since since we made the picks. You like the Jets but to win this one outright, don't you? Jets win, Jets win the game outright. All right, so let's repick. Uh, let's look at the uh, picks in the NFL for Benny, the book, the king of Carolina. He likes the Lions um, against Carolina, our Carolina Panthers here. He likes the Dolphins yeah. to blow out the Giants. I agree with you. If there should be an investigation by Congress, if they don't win by 21 or more right. than 21 points. San right. Francisco in a close one. Do you think it'll be close against Dallas, or do you think they win comfortably? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say they're going to win between seven and 10 points. Okay. Yeah. I can Touchdown. see, I can see a 31, 21 game or 27, 17 yeah. in that game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think the jets actually do beat Denver comfortably. And I think they win by double digits. I think that Russell Wilson is, I mean, he's not playing badly. Doesn't not have a lot of weapons in the backfield or at wide receiver other than Cortland Sutton. Um, it's not like he's playing awful, but you have to be discouraged, Benny, when your defense goes out there and in three minutes gives up 90-yard drives for touchdowns. I mean, how do you mm -hmm. mentally stay right. in the game like that, right? Yeah. it's it, 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 Offenses and defenses feed off each other. Now, you, 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 they didn't win the game against Kansas City, but when the Jets, when, when they saw that the kid could at least move the ball, the defense started playing to the level that they that everybody expected them mm -hmm. to play. Everybody expects that defense to be a Super Bowl defense, so that's why they went out and got uh, got uh, Aaron Rodgers because they said we got the Super Bowl defense. Mm -hmm. All we got to do is get an offense that could score some points. We scored twenty points. We're going to win most games. Unfortunately, he you know, went down in the fourth play of the it, year. It, it, I I think it, I think it was like that was meant to be. Yeah. I, I really do. I mean, you can't write you can't write a, a story like that, and and it's just. And I thought the kid got thrown back in, and now if you give him a little, if you give him a little time, they may be able to win some games. I, I, they could still probably make the playoffs because there's some teams out there that people thought were playoff teams, like the Cincinnati Bengals. They're in trouble. Yeah, they're in trouble. Joe, Joe, Joe Burrows. I mean, if if you wanted a bonus pick, I would take the Cardinals plus the three at home against Cincinnati because Cincinnati just 
doesn't look like they have it. I mean, well, Burrow's playing got, injured, right? He's got the calf yeah, he, injury. He can't, he can't move. Around he can't in the move. He can't move. He's he's stationary. He's there, right. and and he doesn't have the greatest offensive no, line. He's got an awful line, you know. So, and uh, you know, you got you got Miami. You got you got Buffalo and the Jetty. But the Jets should finish. They should finish up there. I mean, they should. If if the kid just does mistake, or he just can't make mistakes. Right. Well, like I said, if you're going to get well, right, and you're going to improve your game, it's against the Denver Broncos defense to do it. Right. But well, Benny, listen, I think it's a roller coaster season. I think you're going to bounce back strong this week. <laughs> uh, we'll be checking out your picks, and I know you're heading to Florida on Saturday, yes. so you'll be with the show uh, via Orlando next Wednesday. Via Orlando, yes. So just remember to bring your computer, okay? I will. I will bring my computer last time. We will, okay. and, we will talk uh, listen, Wednesday. You have safe travels down to Florida. Thanks for your picks. We wish you the best of luck, and we'll be back with the wrap after this. Welcome back to Swartz Talking Sports. Les Swartz. I want to thank everyone who was able to tune in. I know it's difficult. 7 o'clock live show. We do what we can. Uh, if you could not view the show live, Please go check it out. It's always going to be in the archives. Again, please hit the subscribe button. Very important to keep this show rolling. Uh, we look to get, you know, uh, some some really, really excellent guests in the next couple of weeks. We're talking to some people in football and in baseball and hockey. So we hope to have some really, really great shows for you. Uh, special thanks to Greg Stofko for coming in at the last second. The Cincinnati kid, as always, Benny the Book, the King of Carolina. Again, we're available via Spotify and Google Podcasts. So if you don't have time to watch the program, you can drive in your car and listen to it. So that would be great. Also, be sure to follow Sports Talk and Sports on TikTok and Instagram. We'll see you next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Have a great week, everyone.